All right, let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of The Brush, it's Chris Grundy, your host of The Brush Off Show. Tonight, we're heading out to New Jersey to speak to Jeremy of GLS Painters. Get Jeremy in here now. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, Chris. Good, good. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Start out by, how was your day today? It was pretty good, man. Right on. Uh, All right, let's, let's get into uh, season three, episode number five. This one belongs to you. Please tell the people who you are and where you're from. My name is Jeremy Nolan Five Sr. I'm originally from Philadelphia, PA. I now reside in Sickleville, New Jersey, uh, with my wife and two young boys. Right on. All right, uh, Jeremy, how long have you been in the painting industry? I've been in the painting industry for 12 years now. Uh, I'm actually going into my 13th year next year uh, and definitely anticipating some more growth. All right, so 13 years. That, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Where, you said uh, Sicklerville, yeah? Yeah. Where exactly is Sicklerville? Sicklerville is probably 30, 40 minutes away from Atlantic City, uh, like where all the casinos are. Uh, I'm probably 30, 40 minutes away from uh, any major shore areas like any oceans near me. Uh, I'm not sure if you know of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, I've heard of it. Yep. Okay. So I'm not that far from the city of Philadelphia. I'm probably 30 minutes away. So I'm in a very good uh, like area that is like very close to everything. So I can just get on the highway and just jump to wherever I need to be. Right on. Yeah, no, when I hear Jersey, I got to figure out, like, how far are you from the ocean? And you answered that. So yeah. that, that's great. That's great. All right. So let's talk about what made you pick up the brush. <laughs> All right. So my story is uh, it starts in Atlanta, New Jer uh, Atlanta uh, Georgia. Um, actually, Decatur, Georgia. Um, I was actually sweeping up hair for a barbershop. Um, just sweeping up hair. Uh, my mom got me the job, so I was like 12 years old. Uh, from there, I moved to uh, New Jersey. I actually did high school. Right out of high school, I started painting. I actually painted my uh, my room. Uh, from there, I actually became a maintenance man at the Marriott, and um, I got a promotion, then moved to the Marriott in Philadelphia. And then I actually uh, started learning more and more things about the industry, but I was actually about to get fired. <laughs> so someone came in, he was actually fixing a tub and he was a contractor and he was like, Hey, uh, I need you to let me into such and such room. I let him in and I was talking to him and I didn't really watch what he was doing though. Like, and he actually checked me afterwards. Like, Hey, you're the maintenance man. You're supposed to be watching me if you don't know what, what needs to be done. I'm like, man, you're right. I was very young. I'm like, you know what? You're right, man. Like, but check it out. I'm about to get fired from here. <laughs> like, I don't even know what a diverter spout is. And uh, he was like, all right, well, if you need a job, call this number. Called the number. It was his, like, daughter that answered the phone. Um, she gave me the runaround. Then I called back, like, a week. Kept calling, kept calling. He actually answered. And then he was like, yeah, well, I might be able to hire you. Then he actually came back to do some more work. And I'm like, look, dude, you don't have to hire me. 
I'd rather just learn from you. I'll do it for free. My dad, uh, my mom, a couple of my aunts, they were like, nah, you can't work for free. You don't want to do that. And I'm like, no, you know what? I actually do because I'd rather be this man's apprentice because I know later on I'm going to be able to make money from this which is what I'm doing nowadays. So that actually definitely paid off. And I remember him giving me this whole speech. This is like right around uh, the time when Obama became president. He was basically saying like, yo, you're in an, an apprenticeship that never happens. Like people are not apprentices anymore. Like there's no like schooling for this stuff anymore. So uh, what you're doing is definitely honorable and just like move with it. And he actually like jumped me right into a job I was actually doing wallpaper removal. And I remember scraping this wall. I'm like, dude, I need to do something else. Like, let me do some drywall. Let me do whatever. And he was like, nah, man, you stay on this wall for a little bit until this wall gets scraped off. Scrape the wall. Then he actually had me repair the wall. And then a couple of jobs later, I eventually started my own business. Okay. So here, here's a question going back into that story. Yeah. When he was when you were doing this maintenance job and he came, how in the world did you know you were about to get fired? <laughs> because I heard you say that you don't even know what a diverter is. So I imagine yeah. you didn't have the experience to be head maintenance guy. So how did you land that job to begin with? All right. So I was actually the trash man for the Marriott. And um the guy before I like actually got elevated to Philadelphia, I was in um Deford, New Jersey. Um, which is like kind of near the airport as well. But he pretty much gave me a shot, the maintenance man there. He was talking to the manager. He's like, man, I need another maintenance man. Do you know somebody that could like help you? Do you know anybody? And he pointed at me and the manager was like, nah, I don't know about Jeremy. Right. But then he was like, nah, man, I think his name was Tom. He's like, nah, man, give Jeremy a shot. And he gave me a shot. And I was training with this guy, man. He's actually the guy that actually taught me how to caulk. Uh, like, I was actually, like, removing the caulk with acetone on the tubs, and then we would re-tub everything, um, like, re-caulk everything. And then a promotion came up. Like, I was working with him, under him, for, like, six months. I did learn some things. Mm. And then a promotion came up. I took the promotion. I got to the new facility, and they were pretty much saying, like, hey, like, the, the, the manager that was on board, he was like, change this diverter spot for me. And I'm like, what's a diverter spot? <laughs> so <laughs> we go into the shed with all the stuff. I can't believe I hired this guy to change this stuff. And he don't even know how to do this stuff. And then I was on edge ever since then. A couple other things happened. And then I'm like, then the guy rolled in. And I'm like, yo, man, I need help. So help me. And literally, uh, just by uh, like standing with this guy for like a week and a half or like up to a month, I instantly was picking up stuff that saved my job. I was there for like probably two or three years. Um, I was able to like go out of the country. Uh, like I went to St. Thomas. I got the discount at the Marriott, brought my family with me. So the Marriott, like definitely, that's where I started at, man. So. Right on. So now what made you decide? Cause you said that you went out yep. and after a week or a week and a half, did you say mm -hmm. you decided to go and do your own thing? What made that happen? What gave you that thought that, you know what, I need to do my own thing? What was it in your mind? What was going through your head at that point? And, and not only that, how the heck did you make it later? So I know there's a story between then and now. 
So what was that ride like? All right. So I've done a couple of jobs on my own. Uh, like prior to even starting my business, I tried to start up like a side business of doing odd jobs. Uh, name of my business was Mr. Odd Jobs. Uh, so I would do like anything, man, like drywall repairs, putting, uh, like doing trash removals, um, like demolition, all type of stuff. Anything that somebody was like paying me for, I would do it, dude. So uh, that was like one of my first things to like actually make some money outside of an actual job. And once, once someone pays you uh, that is not from a regular job, and you actually are talking up a business transaction and then they pay you hand to hand, that is the most beautiful feeling in the world. So that's kind of what started me there. Uh, but of course you jump out and you want to jump back in. So you don't really, you're not that confident, you know, and then sometimes you don't actually know uh, where you want to go. So I stayed with a job, man. So from the Marriott, I actually went to uh, Nordstrom, uh, which is a clother around here. And I was actually selling men's shoes. So I was selling men's shoes for a long time. And then I was like, you know what, man, I want to get back into the painting industry. Got back into the painting industry. I actually sold a couple of jobs while I was there. Actually had a team uh, painting for me while I was selling shoes. So that was pretty profitable, man. So I'm actually, I got a full-time job. I'm actually making commission. I was making pretty good money. Um, at the time, I actually had my mom like she was going through something. I actually moved her from Maryland with me. I was like, that was actually my first apartment. I got my first apartment, moved my mom in with me, right? So I'm taking care of her. Um, and then she's like, my mom is my biggest supporter in the world, man. So she was like, man, you know what? You, you know how to do this. You're a businessman. You can do this. You're an entrepreneur. Start your own company. Started my company while I was there. Um, eventually quit the Nordstrom and then jumped into my, uh, jumped into my first real jobs and boy was it a whirlwind <laughs> so when so now you quit your actual job job you're completely yeah. out on your own yeah jumped off the porch yeah. were you so and originally originally you had the shoe store job or in nordstrom mm -hmm. um with some guys out there already so you already had more or less a jump start so when you left your actual job you already had a team out there going and you more or less yeah. just started working so with them Put the job to save the job. So, like, guys were coming in, like, while I was working, like, hey, this is this and that is going on. And I would have my client calling me, like, hey, uh, let's just say Andrew, he's not doing his job properly. And I'm like, man, you know what? Like, I know if I was there, I would be moving the job along, you know, mm -hmm. jump back in the bucket. So I, I, I quit my job and saved the job. And, uh, we we got paid. Um, the client was happy. This is actually a long time client as well. Like they were fine. Uh, went he actually kept referring us to, and he gave more work as well. So that was kind of like, all right, well, you can actually do this. So I just never looked back really, uh, and just kept moving like right along. I definitely had some uh, hiccup jobs along the way, like first early on, but just having that that saved me, man. Like from not having to uh, look up to a boss or, or uh, respond to a boss. Right on. So what now, what's your favorite part of having a small business? My favorite part now 
uh, being 12 years in is actually uh, being able to pay people and uh, like supply money for their families and they're able to like build a lifestyle uh, for them. Uh, I actually love the guys that I'm with. Um, we actually provide a, a culture. We call it the GLS culture. Um, we just, it's just good vibes all around, man. I actually enjoy going to work. There's times where I've had crews where I don't like seeing them every day, you know, but these guys, man, like I love them, man. I, I could do, they do whatever for me and they, they give it right back for me. So it's maximum effort, both hand in hand. Right on. So how many employees do you have today? So I currently have four employees. I am still on the field and I'm actually hiring an office manager, uh, December 7th. My birthday. It's a good day. Be a lucky, lucky day for that uh, lady or man to start. Lady. GLS. Lady. Lady. <laughs> Does your wife do stuff with you as well? No, so, that's a good question. So my wife was actually in the business with me uh, for three years. Uh, she actually was the one that, like, propelled my business for me. Like, for a while, I was living with my dad. And I would be picking up some of my employees from the house, paying for lunch, doing all type of stuff. And she would be like, why are you doing that? You know, like, are they giving you gas money? Are they, are they paying for their own lunch? What are they contributing? How are they serving you? You know, so she started changing my mindset that way. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you should, you should, like. Did I lose you? You there? Yeah, I'm there. Let's, uh, you're frozen. Can you hear me? All right, hold on. Let's see if we can fix this. Just give me one second here. Okay, there we go. Oh man, <laughs> I, I could, I, you kind of froze up. I could hear you. You were like, oh crap. Happened. Oh, oh no. crap. <laughs> oh man. All, all right. right. So, um, all right. So I got to where your wife was like saying some stuff to you, yep. and then that's where it got cut off there. Yep. So she was basically uh, like, hey, how, how are these guys serving you? I used to pick people up uh, from my neighborhood. They were actually some of my employees. They were my friends. Um, eventually got with her, and, like, we actually moved in together. And she was like, hey, like, you need to be, like, hiring some better people, you know? And I eventually did that, man. Um, but ever since we got together, business has, like, skyrocketed. So <clears throat> probably when we got together to like two years on, uh, we had a kid, we got married and she was like, you know what, babe, I'm going to, I'm going to take your word and I'm going to join the business with you. She joined the business with me. Now my hiring process got better. My uh, sales process got better. Uh, all si we started creating better systems. Um, money got better. You know, we actually purchased a house together on GLS Don. Uh, we were starting to travel 
So she's definitely been uh, an integral part in my business. We're losing you again. Hold on, Jeremy. I think we're going to lose you again. Are you there? Technical difficulty. Okay. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. All right. Are you on a Wi-Fi or are you on a... I turned Indiana? the Wi-Fi off. And I got... Okay, so now it's off? So It's off. Okay. It, but was it on? It was on previously, so I hope... It just continues, man. I'm and now it's crystal clear. Now I even see you clear. It was starting to get blurry. Now you're, oh, I can man. see, I can see myself through your glasses now. So we're good. <laughs> okay. So now I, now I don't know where we got left off there. So my next question would be, so I know in my original question, does your wife work with you? You said she did. So is she no longer part of GLS? She's still there, uh, but she has a job. She's still there. Yeah. So okay. she actually. Uh, found the office manager. She she replaced herself very well. So the person that I'm about to actually hire as an office manager, she found her. She hired her. She was there, there during the interview. She's going to help me train her. Uh, so she's still here. So she's my wife. She's a supportive uh, being. So it's my best friend. Right on. Okay, now I know we, you spoke about uh, having employees and then your wife was about the hiring process and everything else. Yep. I want to jump into one of the viewer questions that I should have right into the show. And that comes from uh, color house painter in Philly. And he wants to know what's the best way to find new, new employees. Where do you advertise your job openings? Do not go on Craigslist. <laughs> uh, I find that the best uh, recruits come from zip recruiter. Uh, and then indeed, indeed is pretty much they're, I think ZipRecruiter is better than Indeed, but you got to have good ads on there. So uh, we put like, hey, uh, are you like, how are you, how, how would your references describe you as? Are you on time? Are you clean? Uh, and then we actually check references. Uh, we check their uh, background. Uh, are, are they going to pass a drug test? Uh, all of these things like actually play a role into the hiring process. So we definitely uh, want to cross off all our T's and I's. All right. Now, how many times have you struggled finding the right guys? Like, I know you have four good guys. You said you love your guys. They're like family. How, how hard was it to find those four guys? So let me touch on that, too. So in terms of how I even found these four guys, right? So the first guy, what I find is a good referral. Just like a job, right? Uh, a friend of mine referred my top guy, who was Kevin. Uh, I interviewed him, screened him, I vetted him. Great guy. Put him into the field. Clients loved him. He told me that, hey, I know a friend of mine that paints as well, and he needs a job, Andre. That was the second guy. And then from there, I knew a younger gentleman named Dylan. I'm like, yo, you know what? He actually stopped at my, my uh, house to drop off some masks for my kids, some Sonic masks. I'm like, dude, you kind of tall. Like, <laughs> how would you like being a painter? And he's like, you know what? I painted, I painted my room before. I'm like, all right, man, let's uh, come on over. And that's my apprentice, basically. 
And this dude, man, is surprising me, man. Like, I was actually working with him today. And the things that he's learned in a matter of, like, six months is it gets, it's mind-blowing. He's actually driving one of my trucks as well. Um, then the fourth guy actually came from ZipRecruiter. So I put an ad out. It was, like, $10, $15. Uh, I got a pool of gentlemen. And out of that 10, I found Ishmael or Ismael. So that's how I got the four guys. And then right all the so uh, zip recruiter as well. Okay. Well, that, that sounds like uh, that's the way to go. Um, yeah. I remember we have Craigslist here as well, but then Kijiji came out, which basically kind of took over Craigslist. It, it's a Canadian thing, right? Um, so... I think my very, very first employee was actually hired through a newspaper ad. That's how long ago I hired my first guy. Um, and then I went to Craigslist. I did. Now, with Craigslist, the only difference was, and I'll, and I'll touch on Craigslist and Kijiji, a combination. Anytime I put an ad up on there, you get flooded with the wrong people and a couple right people. Yeah. So it's like to go through it because, um, you know, the unfortunate part about being a painter is that everyone thinks they can paint. So, you know, someone loses their job as whatever the heck they're doing, selling cars, like what a, I could paint, I can just paint. So they look for a painting job because everyone just thinks it's the easiest trade out there, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyways, let's continue on with this because it's been a really long day. And honestly, I'm getting old, man. I'm going to be 43 Monday and my brain is starting to, people that watch the show know I always forget what I was talking about and today <laughs> I woke up way too early. So I forget where I was going with that one. But um, what was your first year like? I know we did touch on some of those areas, but what was that first initial year like? Did I, you have a lot of pockets, a lot of time to fill in or did you stay pretty consistent? Pretty much running and gunning, man. But I think the, the problem that I had, I didn't have experienced people with me. So I had a lot of my friends with me, a lot of my uh, like friends and family, a mixture of. And then like one of my friends actually had a craftsman as a dad. So he did help me out a lot. But that first job was a nightmare, man. Uh, I forget where it was. Like Edison, New Jersey, we were there for a long time, like removing wallpaper, and I didn't necessarily know how to skim coat. So I kind of learned how to skim coat on that job, but it was a nightmare, man. Uh, we were there for too long, way too long. We still got paid. The client was somewhat happy, you know, but it was a whole house. It was a whole house, man. Um, I basically bit off too much than I can chew. Um, so I definitely learned that on like early on. Uh, to just kind of ease your way in, like probably do one to two two rooms. But that was me earlier on, you know. Like flash forward now, I know exactly what to do in a whole house. We're going to take it room by room, two coats, spackle everything, you know. So we'll we'll have a punch list. Uh, like before we even get to the second uh, floor, we're actually asking the client to do a walkthrough to see if they have anything. We definitely trying to meet all the client expectations before we even get into the second floor. After we're at the second floor, client is still meeting their expectations. So we always like to leave the job better than we found it. <clears throat> and we're cleaning up. Right on. Are typically your typical project, are they normally empty or are you working in furnished houses? Man, I used to do a lot of empty houses. Empty houses out here for me are not necessarily people that are about to move in. There would be people like an investor, right? 
And I learned like a long time ago, I'm actually trying to be an investor. So I actually learned how to be an investor by working for investors, right? I don't want to work for investors because <laughs> they want the cheapest job possible. They want, like they're paying like no money, right? So those would be my empty houses. So a majority of my jobs that I'll try to hunt for are residential repaints, whole houses, people that are actually living in the home and they just want to freshen up their house. And that's pretty much our, our client. And those are our star clients. Right on. So what types of services does GLS offer? So uh, we'll spray a whole house. Uh, we offer interior, exterior. We do do uh, commercial as well. I've had a string of daycares that I've uh, repainted. Uh, we have done like uh, new fit outs as well in, in the commercial space. Um, we've done... We try not to do uh, wallpaper removal. We don't install wallpaper. Unfortunately, we don't remove uh, popcorn ceiling as well. I know you like to do popcorn ceiling. Uh, I'm not a fan, <laughs> like, at all. Uh, I mean, hats off to you. I have done it before. I've had, like, spackle stuff I've, uh, or skim-coated stuff, used doorbind, but that's not my wheelhouse, man. Uh, mm. We do doors. We do a lot of like customization, like accent walls, um, mainly residential repaints, man. That's our wheelhouse right there. And right uh, people call us for it. So we just want to stay. Do you do kitchen? Are you into kitchen cabinets and stuff as well? So I'm going to get back into that. But like I was doing that probably five years ago. I had a, a whole facility. Like we were just pumping out cabinets. I had a great year. I lost it. Doing the facility anymore um and then i just kind of like fell off of the cabinets because a lot of the guys that i had they were like look man you could paint a whole house with the same amount for cabinets and it's easier and i'm like you're right you know so i've been looking at the profit margin but lately man every estimate i go on they're like hey do you paint kitchen cabinets and i'm like well no what are we thinking about <laughs> so i might mm -hmm. actually do it. and i have all the guns i got a a Graco hblp the 9.5 um so we know how to do it, but I just haven't done it in a while. Yeah, that's one of the things that I I try to stay away from. I don't have the facility for it. I'm not I'm not gonna charge you know ten grand to paint your doors in your backyard underneath some plastic, you know, or or a pop up tent. Not about that. So I mean, guys that can do it in their shop come up with a nicer finish, right? Plus, it's a time consuming process. I don't have any experience in even taping these cabinets off. I watch guys do it all the time, and it's like, I don't know if I want to spend two, three days in the kitchen trying to mask this up. And I could be way off on the prep time on that, but I see the amount of tape and paper and plastic, and it's like, you know, I, I'd rather skim popcorn. That's pretty <laughs> so I stay away from that. And you know what? There's so many guys in the area that do cabinets. I talk to so many other painters. Like today, I went to see a gentleman with a 3,200-square-foot house, got that job, no problem. He wants to do the kitchen take a few pictures. I'll send it off tomorrow to a couple of the local guys. You know, there's a couple guys in Toronto, another guy in Mississauga. Actually, I think I seen the one guy paint finisher pass already. I'm not sure if he's still here. If you are, I'll send you those photos tomorrow. Um, but that's how I do it. I, you know, it's something that I'm not going to gain the experience working on your cabinets. Definitely. You know what I mean? I have the machines for it. I picked up a little HVLP from Dave. I don't know if you know Dazzlin Dave. Picked one up from him last week. I have some airless stuff so i mean it's not the matter of having the machinery sir siri i'm not talking to you get out of here 
interrupted my show like that. <laughs> Jeez, man, she's like starting to trip out a lot lately. Um, but anyways, back into the show. How do you market your business? So uh, we get a lot of referrals. So a lot of stuff is word of mouth. That's what every painter says, right? But um, we got uh, trucks on the road. So uh, that's a good marketing tool for us. Lawn signs. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the, one of the biggest things, like, area-wise um, has been uh, Nextdoor. So there's an app called Nextdoor. It's pretty much like a neighborhood watch type of app. You can't actually post as a business, but you can post about your business under your name. And I've been getting a lot of referrals or testimonials on there. And that's been helping me a lot. <clears throat> and also, we do a lot of video testimonials, which I got one today. Uh, that is like a tremendous boost for my uh, company. And a lot of the times, we'll get asked, like, hey, how did you hear about us? It might be from next door. I'm asking this on the, the video testimonial. How did you hear about us? Did we do everything that we say we were going to do? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to refer us to friends or family? And at the end, I might say, tell them to ask them, say, uh, don't stress, call GLS. So that's 30 minutes or one minute is social proof that, hey, GLS painters just knocked down a whole house for someone, and why not? Let me do the same thing. Dude, no lie. Uh, we were in Berlin, New Jersey. I'm saying all these names like you know where it's at. <laughs> sure. Someone is walking their dog, and it's like, hey, I know you. I seen you on Facebook. You do great work. I'm going to eventually call you. I'm like, hey, that's what's up. Take this card. <laughs> right on. Right on. Stuff like helps a lot, man. Uh, we do email blasts. Um, I have dabbled in like some SEO marketing. Um, uh, I think like after you reach like 15 or 30 Google reviews, like you actually start popping up on Google. So that actually helps us a whole lot. Um, yeah. So we 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 do a lot in terms of marketing. Right on. Typically, you have four guys plus yourself. Um, yeah. Do you typically all work on the same project, or do you have a couple projects running simultaneously? We got some. We got about probably four or five jobs in a week running simultaneously, uh, and these are probably anywhere between four to five rooms uh, per project, and it might be like two or three rooms. But again, we're in like residential. When we were outside, we were all like banging out a whole house, moving on to the next project. And a lot of the things that was actually like a foot in the door for me um, that I would have like one guy or maybe myself going, we would do like front door and shutters, like vinyl shutters in, in the front door. That would be a good ticket item for us because that might be like 500 to $1,500 per house. You can do that within like four or six hours. So you might be able to do like two of those in a day. Mm. And I would, I would do a door this summer, I was doing a door after every work day, you know, by myself. We actually gave away, like we, we painted it forward this year, gave away uh, three doors to um, some deserving neighbors in our area. We also give away paint whenever we can, you know, like you're going to have some uh, leftover paint. You know, like it's only but so many colors. So I'll put it on next door or I might put it on Facebook. Like, hey, I got this free paint. Here, you know. Right, you know, you brought up Facebook. What do you find the biggest difference between the Instagram platform 
versus the Facebook platform? So I've been on Instagram for a pretty um, long amount of time in terms of uh, only like really gearing towards clients and uh, fans. But what I've learned probably this year, uh, just by being in the, the paint community or the paint family that we, that while I'm here and uh, what we have is that a lot of the people like painters are actually posting for painters, right? I, I wasn't necessarily doing that. I was just posting like to get jobs, you know, or mm. to like show my clients in the area, like what we're doing. And that's what's been different for me in terms of like, it's a, it's been a mind shift shift or a paradigm shift of like, Hey, okay, well, there's other guys on here that do it the same thing that we do. And like, they do it extremely well. You know, I can't, I used to walk around and say, yo, I'm the best painter in the world. Nah, <laughs> because there's going to be a Chris Bundy that could skim a wall better than me. There's going to be a Todd Burrell. There's going to be an Idaho painter. You know what I mean? Like people do, like you learn from people, you know, but in terms of like IG and Facebook, Facebook is pretty much like what we're actually gearing towards clients. Uh, IG still, but I'm still like trying to uh, gain better relationships on IG with other painters as well. But in terms mm -hmm. of painters, Facebook and IG, Facebook painters, man, like in some of these groups are just nasty. Like it's, it's extremely nasty, man. Like they're like, they will gouge you. You put a video mm -hmm. up and it's like, yo, man, why didn't you roll the wall out like this? Like, why wouldn't you put, why, why wouldn't you, like, you already posted a video. You took your time to put something up. And they're like, yo, why didn't you do it this way? Like, dude, why didn't you post your own video and do it this way? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I spoke about this either last week or the week before. And I've seen it myself where, and I won't even mention names, but guys that are on Facebook and Instagram will beat the living you-know-what out of your video on Facebook. But yet, you posted on Instagram and they got these positive comments to say. I've seen it at least with three different people. Why would that be? Why is it okay to chew you up in, in our, because these other groups on Facebook, you're going into a painter's room without naming any of them, right? They're, it's a painter's room. We're here, we're all individual people. But why is it okay for him to chew you up in front of all those other people? but won't do it here on Instagram. He'll give you those thumbs up or those hearts or the clapping hands or a trophy. Why is that? Do you have any idea? They don't want to, they don't want to type something. And then like, you might like come at some, you know, who's like really good at that. An Idaho painter. Somebody might come at this dude and he'll clap back immediately. Right. But that's like, that could be like hit or miss. Right. But if you post something and then somebody says something negatively about you, the, the viewer might look at that and then go to that person's page and be like, well, are you really even, like, you're not posting anything that good, you know? So, like, why are you even saying anything like that? So that was just a mindset shift for me, man. Like, people on IG are doing stuff a little bit more upper class. Mm -hmm. you know? And they're actually showcasing their work and, and showing things off to a better ability. Not that they're not doing it on Facebook as well. Like, there are some very dope groups out there, right? But you are susceptible to leechers or people that are going to downgrade your work. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's talk about the market in your area. What's the market in your area like? Booming. Um, I guess with this, this uh, Corona economy, Corona economy, uh, 
Like, people just been calling, man, like, every day. Like, so you got the client that we're working for now. She's a uh, – her and her husband are in education. They're actually working from home. So she has a office, like, a makeshift office in the foyer. The, the husband has a makeshift office in the living room. They want to convert one of the bedrooms into an office, you know. So everybody is just home, and they're like, hey, how can I maximize on my space? Uh, and then in, in my area – like we're living in like a pretty newer area. So they're already due for a repaint. So that's why I'm like mm -hmm. blessed to be where I am because dude, I've done jobs three minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes away from my house. Like some projects I can walk to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And there's definitely more than enough work out here for everybody. You know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm maximizing or I'm, taken over uh in Sticklerville or New Jersey. I can't I can't lie and say that, but are we doing a great job and are we trying to service more clients and and uh and just be the best that we can be? Definitely. Right on. What do you have any big plans for the near future? Uh I wanna put more leaders in vans. That's the plan for the near future and potentially be out of the bucket. <laughs> That's the near future. So I love the paint, um, but I don't like to necessarily be relied on to paint. So I used to be the one driving the truck and then people are waiting on me to get there. You know, we start at 7 a.m. So if I'm there at 7.05 or 7.10, I got three or four men waiting on me when they could have been, in the in the client's home, introducing themselves, removing face plates, moving furniture, all of that stuff. Now, so so so, so boss man, here's my question: What in yeah. the world are you doing there, getting there at seven o five or seven <laughs> ten? Nobody should be waiting on you. You're supposed, things happen, examples. You're supposed to be there fifteen minutes ahead of time. <laughs> no, it's all good. I hear what you're saying. Um, so okay, let's a couple more questions and we'll jump into uh, some of the viewer questions. Um, what do you feel has been your biggest success this far? Man, I'm, I'm on my third vehicle and I'm about to get it wrapped. Uh, that's definitely one of my successes. Um, I'm still alive. That's another success. Uh, we're definitely uh, a staple in our community. Uh, I'm giving back and cleaning up the community. Um, just having a, a household name in Sickleville, New Jersey is a success, you know? Right on. Right on. All right. Well said. Um, favorite brush? Uh, Wooster Silvertip. Uh, Picasso Proform. Um, recently, man, I used to only use Purdy brushes as dust brushes. I just started using them, like the uh, the Purdy Clear Cut for trim, and it's actually been working out pretty well, man. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I used to not. What I'm not a fan of is Purdy's uh, like sticks. They're mm -hmm. horrible. Yeah, I'll touch on those real quick because you know doing the show for just over a year now, um, I had I heard a few people saying that, and I hadn't had any problems with any of my Purdy stick. I love the quick release. It's a simple system. One pole, it was probably not even three weeks old, brand new, barely even had paint on it. And it doesn't, it doesn't lock. You, you know, it you extend it. doesn't lock. It just, you, as soon as you get up there, you start to roll a ceiling, it just slides right in. 
It's yeah. the first one, and it's and it's a new one. And that happened about maybe two weeks ago, and then last week another one went, which was also a fairly new one because there's not much paint. Some of them they're not loaded with paint, but I could tell which ones are the newer ones. Uh, but the one, the most recent one was, uh, or sorry, the second most recent one still had the actual little black elastic band on it the purdy sticker was ripped off of it the little tag but the band was still on it that's how new it was mm -hmm. um so i like the Wooster. will i still buy them will i still buy them absolutely i'm not gonna let one bad pole of the 20 that i have ruin purdy but as far as the brushes go um if you watch the earlier shows i used to smack i don't even talk about purdy anymore i used to smack purdy around and the same thing like you said you give me a do that uh, sherwin gives me a brand new brush first thing i write take out my sharpie duster brush and that would be the duster brush um one time i was on a job i had zero brushes in my truck I found a purdy brush that was like, I actually brought it out on the show not that long ago. It was like a hockey stick, man. The curve on it was incredible. You'd be popping hat tricks every game with that thing. <laughs> that thing still cut a straight line, man. Yeah. Still cut a straight line. So I used that for a bit. Even once I had all the brushes, I was like, you know, I'm going to use this brush for a bit. So I was using that brush for a bit. Went to Sherwin. I said, you know, I, I got to buy one of these. He's like, Chris, I'll tell you what. If you buy one, I will give you one free because he knows I hate purdy. You know, I, I always bad talk Purdy, this and that. So I was like, hey, I'll tell you what. If I'm going to buy one, you're going to give me one free. I'll buy two. Give me two free. So I bought them. I used them for a bit. Um, I won't bad talk it anymore, but I'm still not going to say it's a great thing. It doesn't hold enough paint. It's too thin. Can it cut a straight line even when it's worn out? Sure, it can. How much of that is the control I have on the brush? You know what I mean? Um, okay, sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. I just, like, recently I went to, so what we started doing, too, um, like, buying in bulk. Like, that's been, mm -hmm. like, good for us, right? Saving money. Uh, we learned to save time and money to just purchase things uh, that we can just throw away. Like, the, the, the Purdy Marathon Roller, we're not going to clean that. We'll throw it away. You see, it was Colossus a long time ago, right? Um, so we bought, like, a pretty, like, recent purchase in bulk, right? And they had, like, one of those buy one, get one free uh, brushes. And I spent a sizable amount at Sherwin. I'm like, yo, will you give me one of these brushes? And she's like, yeah, sure. And this is a newer manager. Dude, she gave me a 15-count box of the clear-cut Purdy brushes. And I just distributed them <laughs> to all the guys. Um, so we're kind of still using Purdy brush. And that's how I got like, all right, well, we might use these now, you know, not not for the most part, but we, we're using them. But um, probably my all-time favorite brush. I know I did mention uh, Wooster Silvertips, Coronas, man, Coronas, man. Like those brushes are pretty good. The uh, Corona Cortez, okay. uh, that's a pretty good brush. Right on. All right, what are some of your hobbies when you're not at work? Ah, uh. In the street, I'm using a one wheel. Uh, that's pretty much uh, just one wheel. It's like a skateboard, like an electric skateboard. Um, we got new like asphalt outside of my house, so I'm, I'm tearing up the street in that. All my neighbors see me doing that uh, when it's snow hold time. On, hold on. A one wheel? So we're, we're yeah. not talking a unicycle. We're talking uh, an electric unicycle. It's an electric skateboard, like a longboard, but it's one wheel. <laughs> one wheel. 
Look it up. They, man. These, these, yeah, no, because I've seen a couple one wheel things, but it's not like a skateboard. It's just like almost like a unicycle, but battery operated kind of thing. Nah, it's no. Just, I mean, I wish I had this in my garage. I'm not going like run and go get it, but no, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's like a, a it's it's like a wheel, you know, and you're just balancing yourself. You could curve in the street. It's it's cool, bro. It's pretty cool. Oh, you know what? I saw an advertisement. I know which one you mean now. I yeah. know which one you mean. I know what you mean. How, how hard is that to do? Yes. They say you can go on grass, but you cannot go on grass. Like, yeah, not- because they had um, almost like a off-road looking tire, right? Yeah. They, I've seen the, uh, one of the comments, like, have you fallen yet? Yes. <laughs> 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 and it was pretty bad, but I still one-wheeled home. You know what I mean? So it's all right, but you're going to get back up. But uh, I snowboard, too. Um Snowboarding, I mean, traveling. I love hanging out with my kids, man. We was just having an epic uh, ping pong match downstairs. I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old son, and we've been going at it, man. So I love uh, I love hanging out with them, creating moments, uh, hanging out with my wife. Like I said, that's my best friend. That's the person I've, like, actually left the country with for the first time. Or not the first time, but with her, like, with a, a partner for the first time. So... Just like hanging out, man. Right on. All right. Before we jump into the uh, viewer questions, do you have any advice that you'd like to uh, share with your fellow painters? Leave it better than you found it. Leave a job better than you found it. Uh, we're a guest in these people's houses, so there's no reason to come in thinking that you own the place or thinking that uh, they owe you anything. You're afforded the opportunity to come in their home and be better than <clears throat> the guy that is going to just run and gun the property. You know, like we actually, like if I'm in a foyer that's like 18 feet high and I know it's a window that they cannot reach and it's like pretty dusty or a light that's like very dusty, I'm going to clean that thing, man. You know, because I'm right here. They don't have to ask me to do something. Take the initiative to go ahead and do it. And I try to train my guys the same way. And along with uh, Leave It Better Than You Found It, use your best judgment. There's no reason to say, man, you know what? Should I caulk this? Caulk it. <laughs> 100%. 100%. You know what? Because that's the thing. If you got to question yourself, the time when you leave that house, that's the one thing that you're going to have to go back to fix. Exactly. You know, exactly. I, I, I've done that in my early days. Every now and then, you know, if it's one of those projects that drag out, it's like, uh, is anyone going to notice that? It's like, well, you know what? If I'm questioning myself, I just got to fix it. Because, you know, not, I, I see everything. So it's like, I'm charging them everything. I'm charging them for this top quality service. I can't cheap out because I got to go back to my truck to get a caulking gun and, you know, wait for it to dry a few minutes before I could touch it up with paint. So I appreciate that advice. All right, my friend, let's jump into some viewer questions. We'll fire off as many as we can before we... Uh, Head out for the night. Let's go to Paintworks and Decorating NYC, who happens to be next week's guest. What was the best high you've ever gotten from painting? <laughs> yeah. We and, about- I, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, this type of fume from this type of paint. <laughs> yeah, the best high I got was from acetone or oil base. But- <laughs> <laughs> now, the best high... I mean, this is like that home run project. Like I, like I told you, I had a, a job like this today. Like 
where we were at this client's house. We did the whole house, like all the common areas, and they, they're leaving us a video testimonial. They're leaving us a Google review. They paid us, uh, like right after we're done. They gave a tip to my, my guys. You know, I'll be there on the project. And they'll be like, look, Jeremy, I'm not going to give you a tip, but I'm going to give everybody else a tip. That's cool. I'm totally 100% fine for that. I actually love when clients will buy us food, man. That's happened a lot, <laughs> right? Where they'll either, like, provide food or cook food or, like, hey, where, are you, where do you want to go today, you know? I've had clients like, hey, uh, we're there for five days buying food for us every day. That's expensive, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's yeah. just tough, man. So that's the high that I get. I get the high from my clients, man. Yeah, and you know what? About the food thing, that's some of the best feelings too. Like we also have those kind of clients. I'm sure we all do, but one guy that really stands out of, of all of them, um, we had a house in Midtown that we were working on. And it's about, you know, maybe... 20 minutes to downtown to this guy's office we we're working at his house he was about to move into and we were there for about six or seven days every single day he would come with a hot lunch he left work on his lunch to bring us food all right we had west indian one day we had chinese the next day we had all different stuff every day he brought something else and it's like those are the clients that stick out to us you know? Definitely. And Definitely. It, it, it makes you makes you even almost want to work even harder for this guy. And yeah. those are normally the clients that refer you the most as well. Those ones that feed you, they seem to be the ones that also refer you the most. I tend to think of clients in an A, B, C, and D type of ratio. So A and B or an A client, they're going to feed you. They're going to give you all the referrals. They're not going to even want a deal. They want you to mm -hmm. give them. They're going to go with that to be they might necessarily want to deal but if you don't give it to them it's okay they'll still refer you a c they want a deal they're not going to refer you they're not going to feed you they're not going to tip nobody they just want you to do the job you roll they're still going to give you a smile and a mm -hmm. deal you definitely do not want to work for and they will leave you a bad referral if uh you show up five minutes late or <laughs> or anything you know what i mean or just you rolled the wall not the same way they wanted it to be rolled, something like that, man. So, right. some, so, some of those good experiences that I have with clients when I'm out working in people's homes are the same way that I try to treat guys when they come to work in my home. Absolutely. Like the, the most recent guys, a uh, couple years, I, I, I do a lot of the stuff here myself and a lot of family and friends that are into trades as well. So it's not too often that I have to call in a stranger but I had some guys over. They were here for a good week building my big fence that I have here. Man, I cooked for those guys every day. Every single day. I made them the juiciest burgers. I got them the best sausages. We had chicken. Every day I cooked them something else until they were done. You know? And it's like, there's certain clients, like you had said yourself. Man, if you're on an exterior job, thankfully I don't do those days anymore. They won't even offer you water. It's like you got a hose outside. They expect you just to turn on that hose or, you know, even if you have a cooler full of water yourself, they won't offer you anything, you know? Yeah, I don't like working with people like that. Yeah, and it's not even like they're bad people. Some people probably don't even think about it. You know what I mean? But it's like, like I said, I, 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 the good ones that I've worked for, I treat my guys that come here to work on my place like the good ones that treat me good. Absolutely. All right, so his second question was, what was the worst paint you've ever worked with? 
Man, <clears throat> so I had a client that wanted to use Pharaoh and Ball. Pharaoh and Ball, I believe, is from England. Mm -hmm. um, it's about like Play based. 80, yeah, eighty to a hundred dollars per gallon, right? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You want to use that on the walls? That's great. But she wanted to use that on the cabinets. Now we're getting into a position where you're the client and I'm the professional, and you're telling me what is not going to fail on the product. So you're want, you want to use wall paint because you read this on a blog on your cabinets. And then you want to use, <clears throat> it was like a, a, a shade of white hair and a shade of white there. Cabinet paint, you know? So that was like definitely one, that was one of the things that like really struck out to me that I'm like, why do we even go down this route? You know, the job still came out flawlessly, but she never really told me if uh, like the paint like failed or anything like that. But I'm not a fan of using any type of wall product on cabinets, anything that you're going to be touching for sure. Like a lot of you want something mm -hmm. durable, you know, I was uh, a designer. I, I was in a paint store. Most people know where I shop, but I was in a paint store and I, I don't know. If I would try this myself, but I was listening to them tell a, a newer painter that he can spray porch and floor on somebody's cabinets. I kind of just stayed out of it. I was like, that's, oh, that's the same thing. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, yeah, okay. So how well that's going to hold up, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's go up to Johnny, the happy painter. My guy. How and in what way do you advertise and what advertising makes you most successful? I know we did touch on this already, but. Next door, man. Next door has been like the, the key ticket. Uh, next door and lawn sign. So I'll, I'll, I'll be in the supermarket and I might have a hoodie on or a shirt. And I, I'm just like walking by somebody grabbing some milk. And they're like, you see LS? I know you, yeah. I seen your lawn sign around the corner, you know, and that's been pretty successful. Like just to do it, I really want a billboard. <laughs> and I'm not trying to sound like high fashion or anything like that, but that would that's like one of my ultimate like big ticket goals because there's a lot of billboards in my area and they're not that expensive, like at all. Like they have like digital billboards that could run like probably four hundred, five hundred dollars uh for like two months or a month. You know, and I have designers that I work with that could probably put it together for me. But that's definitely on my bucket list. That's huge exposure. Huge exposure. Definitely. Definitely. Big. All signs this year have been, like, key ticket for us. Right on. All right. We'll go to Dazzling Dave. Do you spray out here in Canada, in Mississauga, just a little bit uh, west of me? Do you spray with your left or your right, and why? And I spray with both. I'm ambidextric. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, both. But I'm right-handed by nature. Uh, but literally, you know, like if you're on a ladder and like even when you're cutting, you know, if you if it's if it's too much to reach over with your right hand, you're going to use your left hand. You know, mm -hmm. you, you got confidence. So I use both, man. Uh, but primarily I'm using my right hand. Yeah. 
For sure. And same thing with the brush. I think with the with the spray, I'm probably going both hands as well. But I know with the brush, it was like I had to use my left. I'm a right handy right hander and I can't use my left for almost catching. That's about it. Um, but when I first started, man, I hated ladders. I had no experience on ladders. So the quicker I could get off that ladder, the better it was going to be. So what's the quickest way to make the less amount of ladder moves? Using your whole spread. So I got that left hand just as good as the right. And that's the only thing I can do with my left hand is cut. Anything else? Nothing. I can't write. I can't do anything with my left other than hold the paintbrush and make a beautiful straight line. And working back on my work. So working this way and then meeting it in and still having that nice precision straight line. I think to cut the ladder work down, what I've been doing is using stilts, man. Yeah. Love working use, on Use a stilt, yeah? yeah. I'm looking for I'm looking for a short pair. Like, I, I need a set that goes, like, 6 to 18. Because I think my shortest ones right now are 18 to 36 or 32 or 36, if I'm not mistaken. I need a short one, man. I can't find anything shorter than, like, 12 to 18 or something. That, that It gets cut on man like that's a workout running up and down yeah. the ladder and moving the ladder then getting and it's only like half a foot or a foot that you're actually painting you know just to create the whole line so yeah yeah exactly well i know uh there's no stilts that i've been able to find that small i know there was a company and i think they were out of the uk and i'm pretty sure their product got pulled probably due to injuries but they basically had uh i forget what they were called but they were upside upside down buckets that strapped to your shoes it was genius like it's just that perfect height for your typical eight or nine foot ceiling gives you just enough to get up there without having to use the ladder without having to put on the stilts but I'm, i haven't seen them around i tried to look for them and nah i think they pretty much probably had too many uh knee pads with wheels on them oh yeah have you seen those yeah that's that's pretty nice <laughs> Yeah, so we can roll around and have fun at work too. <laughs> I I don't know, man. If I gave, if we had those kind of things at work, we don't have any of them. I actually saw them at Atlas Tool on the website uh, last night. I think if we had those, we'd probably make a tape ball, get down on our knees, and start playing like hand hockey, shooting across yeah. the room. We those things are not going to be good for Chris's painting, man. We give us something that we can have fun with, and we will. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's. Uh... Where are we going here? Okay, let's go out to Color House Painter out of Philly. What's a new tool that you recently bought that you can't believe you've been painting without? Pretty Boy Brush Cleaner. Ryan Cooney's little invention. So what's so beautiful? I know about Pretty Boy. What do you find? Why can't you live without it anymore? It, it just adds to the longevity of the brush, man. Um, and then on top of that, like, it actually clean. I mean, I just clean my – I, I clean paint out of my car with that thing, man. Like, it got, like, paint stains <laughs> out of my car, and uh, it, it helped, man. So, I, I, I – it's that that's what I learned from a lot of the guys on Instagram, like, certain stuff like that that have just changed the game. But, uh, like he says, like, no stiff brushes, and that's true. That's true, man. And um, I just uh, grabbed uh, the mix ball. Mm. Um, I I use five minute to ninety minute spackle. My team only uses joint compound. 
So I haven't got these guys to the point where they can mix up. I, and I normally just mix it up in the pan, run and gun, do a blowout patch or whatever, and it's dry. But these guys are not doing that. So I, we had a, a morning meeting. That's the other thing we do. Every Monday we're doing a meeting. Every Monday. So we had a meeting. I'm like, hey, there's no reason why you guys are not doing hot patches or not using ready mix uh, products. Um, I'm going to buy this stuff. I bought three of them on Amazon, and I'm hoping that it works out. Uh, with the with the mud ball, yeah, yeah, the mud ball, yeah, the mud balls. You know, and it's it's funny because uh, I, oh my goodness, I can't even remember the gentleman's name right now, but he had actually sent me one. My initial thought when I saw it was, "What am I going to need this for?" Yeah, for what? I have a pan. I got coffee cups. You know, I I, I I can mix in anything. I've been doing this for 26 years and I've not needed this. You know, I, I, I've posted this thing a few times now. I love this little thing. That little ball can mix up quite the amount of patch in that little ball. And I had one guy comment on my first post that I put up. There's one of the, you know, I, I took it as a little bit of a negative comment. It's the only one that I've ever received, but he didn't follow up on it. He just liked my response. And he said, I can have all the patches done by the time you get that mixed up. And it's like, they always well, what are you mixing in? How are you going to do that? How are you going to get the perfect amount of powder and mud without, you know, I mean, yes, we can eyeball it, you know, and you're probably going to have to add a little bit more powder or a tiny oh, bit more water to get oh. that consistency that you need. This guy made this little thing, gives you the little measuring cups. You just stick that in there, put the end little spatula in, spit it out into your mud and you're gone man dude you're gonna have some clumpy bumpy mud that's gonna be hard to sand because it's probably gonna be too effing stiff you know what i mean and i'll tell you long story short because i want to move on is man the mud ball is one of those things like i said my initial thought when i saw it was i don't need this now my initial thought is if this thing ever breaks i need to buy more you know, so I, I, I am going to order two or three more direct from him just so I can have them in each of our patch boxes because they're just too convenient. The the consistency of the mud is just perfect. Thanks for the product. Know, I used to do the I used to do the egg beater thing in the pan and everything else. There's not nothing really works like that little mud ball does. It, it's I, I think it's a great product. It's one Thanks. that I definitely would would say if you don't have one, definitely try it out. It should be here, according to Amazon, in like three or four days. So, <laughs> okay. oh, so you haven't even got a chance to even use it yet? No, nah, it's on the way. It's on the way. Okay, right? so you're gonna like that. It's it's a it's a cool little thing. And again, there's so many different ways. It's not the only way to mix mud. It just makes it all that much more easy. Like I'm not obviously mixing up my big batches of skim, but when I'm going back for little things or on a repaint job, some nail holes, blah blah boom. It's 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 beautiful. I love this stuff. All right, let's uh, head out to Wales, who I call The Rock. The Painter Man 2020, Matt. Has being on Instagram made any difference to your painting business or given you any new ideas on how to approach new work or work techniques? Absolutely, man. I mean, I know, I know we touched on a couple of things before, but uh, I was on somebody's story before. Like, like yesterday, and he was saying something that I have actually done, but you want to like actually keep reiterating in your business, but checking your emails, right? So a client might say, hey, 
I don't want the ceilings painted, right? And then they'll, in the email, give you all your names, and then that third room might have a ceiling color name. And if you don't, like, pick up on that instantly, you're just going to buy the paint, send your guys out there to do the paint, you know? Like, there's certain stuff that you need to be able to, like, all right, well, look at the email and then look at your bid and then correct that, you know? And then, like, say, hey, email them back, like, hey, um, I noticed that you had uh, or 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 uh, original white to this uh, ceiling. We actually didn't charge you for this ceiling. Are we going to be able to, like, did you want this done? Let me add this to the product, you know, or add this to the bid. And that's just something that, uh, I was just looking on somebody's story randomly and that definitely helped me out a lot. Like, so little things like that, man, like I'm even like, uh, like, again, I'm not doing cabinets right now, but I'm loving like the technology that's been changing. Uh, like they'll have like the extractor, uh, mm -hmm. like vacuum, like, uh, like line system coming out of a, uh, a, a window. That's genius, man. Like just extracting all of the, the overspray. So you're not breathing that in your client isn't breathing that in. We've always been using zip walls, but having that vacuum system coming out of the the uh, windows, I haven't been doing that before. So I'm I'm constantly picking up on stuff that uh, people are doing. For sure, for sure. No, it's it's a, it's a great thing. All right, Todd from uh, New York, Fox Painting. Being painters, we have all made mistakes and learned from them. What is one mistake you have made, and how did you learn from it? Um, one mistake that I've made and how did I learn from it? Uh, not hiring for character. I've hired some people that, uh, that don't necessarily fit into our culture. You know, uh, sometimes you might uh, need someone in the pinch uh, that you might want to pay cash real quick or uh, just want to slide underneath the radar. You might not check the references or something like that. And it doesn't work out, you know? And it's like, why did I even waste my time, you know? Like, recently, hired a guy, vetted him, thought he was a great guy. He said he could spray. I had, actually had him spraying this industrial product on a pizza hut roof. Um, I asked him, like, hey, we don't necessarily smoke on the job. If you smoke, that's cool. Don't smoke on the job site, right? Or don't smoke in the car or whatever. As soon as we got out the truck, started smoking. Like, whatever. Cool. Strike one. Whatever. He did the job. The next day, we were at a different job. Um, I had my guys there. I'm getting paint. I come back. My uh, guy, Kevin, calls me like, yo, man, I don't know what's up with this dude. But he keep running to the car taking cigarette breaks. That's what I'm thinking. Man, I get to the job site. Guy's in his car. We get there at 7. This is 9.30. He's in his car. He's been in his car since 7 to 9.30. Uh, like, basically clocked in. And he's like, oh, I'm on traffic court on Zoom. I'm in the breakout room. <laughs> What are you Trashy talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, listen, man. Yo, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, your effort, but uh, this ain't about to work out. 
this ain't gonna work out. And I'm gonna just save you some time before the payroll thing. Here go a check right here. Roll. You know, so yeah, I've had some crazy situations. Yeah. How did that go over? Did he accept the check and go? Did he try to say, Oh, you I'm a master fire, man. So there's there was no I've already set it up to the point where like you I already I took his tools out of the house before I even gave the check. Like here. And the thing is, like, I don't know what was up with this dude. I, I I put the I didn't open his truck and put the tools in his truck. I put them behind his truck. So I guess he was mad. He took the check. Man, Dad, Jay, you gonna fire me? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I go in the house. As I'm walking up the house, he like runs over his tools. Like <laughs> the person, did, you, did, 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 did you watch did you watch him from the window picking them back up? I did, I did, I did. <laughs> he, he he got out the car like, ah. but yeah, I've had some crazy experiences, man. All right, let's uh, stick over in here over to Canada again. Nico Interiors out of Burlington again, about forty minutes west of Toronto. Some just some typical standard questions. Who is your hero? Jesus, man, the Matt, the the fact that he's been able to. Uh, use um, experiences. Uh, he's the savior, you know. Uh, someone that I'm imitating. That's definitely my my hero, you know. Um, on Earth, I'd probably say uh, anybody from Philly. <laughs> Will Smith, Kevin Hart. Um, Jay-Z, you know, uh, I got a lot of heroes. My wife, my mom, my dad, my my, uh, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, man, she's, she's super dope. So she just uh, put out, I think she's on her third book, like publishing her third book. And she works at TD or works at a bank, you know, mm -hmm. certain stuff like that motivates me, man. TD Bank. How long has that been in the U.S.? TD started in Canada. I'm aware of that. <laughs> TD started started in Toronto. It used to yeah. be, I don't know what they, does it still stand for Toronto Dominion? I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, that, that I'm pretty sure that's what it stood for, TD. Yeah, I did not but, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Canadian bank. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you could, and again, Nico has a few questions here. If you could live anywhere, where would you choose? Man, one of me and my wife's life goals is to live on somewhere with an island, like any water, any body of water. Uh, I've been to St. Croix. That thing was beautiful. Um, she's originally from Jamaica. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily live in Jamaica. Excuse me. Um, if I had to put a standpoint i haven't necessarily been to hawaii i'll probably go to hawaii and live there there's a guy offering pinkations in hawaii yeah the the happy painter <laughs> no no not the happy painter happy painter he Johnny. took the he took the pinkation yeah yeah that yeah. was offered it, it's the right painter the right painter Sam. Got, got you he's normally here i think i saw him up here he's normally pushing that pinkation but uh I haven't seen him pushing that pinkation in a while. It used to be a weekly thing, so I'm not sure if he's got guys already or what's uh, what Sam's deal is there. 
So what would you change about yourself if you could? I would try to give more. I'm already a giver, but I would just continue to give more. Like every day I try to build people up. Um, I like to speak confidence into people. Uh, I try to motivate folks. Uh, a lot of the guys that, are, man, I've had well over 30 people working for me. So a lot, like, I actually just ran into a dude at Lowe's that used to work for me, and now he got his own painting company. So uh, a lot of people that I've had working for me, they got their own painting companies now. I applaud them, man. And uh, I got nothing but love for them. So uh, if I could do anything uh, different, I would be a better Jeremy, man. That's all I want to do. Right on. Oh, Sam is there. So if you ever want to go to Hawaii... Sam is there. You can always send Sam a message. You're a good painter. He'll probably, you work for six hours, five days a week, and you enjoy the rest of the evenings and the weekends at the beach, get paid to go to Hawaii. How the Word. hell can you beat that? Damn. How the heck can you beat that? <laughs> All right. Uh, what motivates you to work hard? My kids, my family, um, my bills, my mortgage. <laughs> uh, the clients that we work for, uh, improving on self, uh, again, wanting to be a better person, um, trying out new things, you know, like I got a ton of motivation, man. I just try to spread good energy. I got good vibes every day. So I wake up every day trying to get it. All right. My next question would be, what really makes you angry? My kids screaming. <laughs> that is <laughs> the worst feeling in the world, right? So, <laughs> and we're trying to like coast them to be uh, like different right now, but man, these kids—they different. So everything is a scream match, a fight match, all of that stuff. But the decibels that go up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like before I had kids. I never even understood that. You might hear somebody's kid crying. He's like, man, you need to get your kid, man. You need to get your kid. Now, I'm like, yo, yo, stop screaming in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a toddler, and I swear, I'm not sure if he's if he wants to be an opera singer or what it is, but he hits those high things. It's like, why are you doing that? For what reason? He's literally running from the kitchen to the living room just with this high pitch noise. It's like, what? The? I, I, I must say at least four or five times every evening. Dude, can you stop, please? Just stop. He's like, it's it's uncalled for, man. Let's just watch your iPad and chill for right, a bit. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> kids are the fun. They're they're the best. All right. What's wait? What's the favorite thing about your? What's your favorite thing about your career? Um, watching the transformation happen, and then watching. Uh, and transformation could be a wall, it could be a career, it could be uh, the gentleman that you like had start and then they're uh, like transforming into a better painter, um, just encouraging somebody through your words or through your actions or through your movements. Uh, so just transformation. Um, and again, it could be just the wall, you know, like you paint a wall, it could be like a a dookie green or dookie brown or something. <laughs> and now it's a bright gray or a bright uh, blue. And then your client comes out like, wow, you know? 
that 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 helps me, you know. And a lot of my like one of my guys, like that's what he told me. He was like, that's what I live for. I love, love bring that wow factor. And we're not doing our job right if we don't hear that wow. If we don't hear that wow, we're, we're we kind of feel dissatisfied, you know. Like, all right, mm-hmm. we ain't really come correct. Right on. Okay, we are going to California. John, I believe it's JQ Painting on IG Paint School. What's the longest you've ever been on a project? And probably a month and a half, or maybe two months, uh, doing a Victorian in uh, Upper PA. I'm sorry. That was a long job, but I also did a 260,000 wall square foot commercial facility that lasted the same amount of time. So both of those jobs are neck and neck, and I got photos of both of them, but they took a long time. And a lot of that stuff was learned on the job as well, but any industrial painting uh, where you're like painting a warehouse is just time. Like, just from walking from your truck to the associated, like, wall that you have to be at is time. You know, you might be doing, like, 10,000 steps per day, you know? So, and then being on scissor lifts and all of that stuff, guns breaking down, guns, like, having the uh, maintenance to guns, uh, the contractor that you're working for didn't buy enough paint, you know? Like, all of that stuff, like, plays a factor in the time schedule, so... And then when you're outside, like the Victorian, rain. It could rain for the whole week. Now what are you going to do? You know, you can mm-hmm. push exterior, uh, but then what if that exterior isn't done in time? And you have to get back to the, the job at hand. So that was definitely one of my, like, longest jobs. But you learn from those things, man. And the best thing I learned is to document that stuff. And a lot of the times I document the stuff via pictures of, or videos, and then I'll take some notes like, all right, well, look, it took us this amount of time. Uh, one of the biggest things that happened was we were in a boom 50 feet in the air, and it was hot that day. So it took us this amount of time. So it's definitely some things you learn from. Right on. All right, John's second question is, do you make plans for the slow season, or do you just keep pushing through the schedule? I'll or, push. Sorry, to, to fill the schedule. I push through to fill the schedule. <laughs> right now, we're booking probably February, um, and I'm just trying to. I'm actually still hiring, so I'm still looking for a qualified uh, character. If you know somebody, please send them. Um, but I'm. I try to push through. I don't want to uh, pretty much be stagnant. It is going to get slower. Uh, definitely, we've already stopped doing exterior work. Exterior season was like pretty good for us this year, but I definitely like had to stop it at a certain point. Um, so we are technically about to go into the slow season. The slowest season for us is like February, March area, but then we're mm-hmm. also in this coronavirus thing, so we don't know what's about to happen. You know, we could have another shutdown, um, and we don't know what's going to happen. So we're just trying to brace ourselves for what could happen and and save as much as possible but still uh, uh, be on the forefront. Right on. All right. 
Let's head out to Washington State. Josh from Two Coats. Was there a time when you were worried about your decision to start out on your own? And if so, what happened? I've never really been afraid to, I say, jump off the porch uh, or to start out on your own. Um, I've always been a like one of them kids that are like put your hand on the the, uh, the stove, and if it's hot, all right, I'm gonna back off. I don't I don't care, you know. So I'll learn just by uh, doing, you know. So I wasn't necessarily afraid, but you do get those growing pains, you know. Like you will learn on the job sometimes. Um, <clears throat> so never been afraid, but uh, I've had several experiences where it just didn't necessarily go as planned. And then maybe you didn't even necessarily have a plan, you know? So you just wanted to get the project done. All right. Let's head out to Australia. We're going to Tony's question, Wellens Painting. What was your first airless spray gun you had? And what do you have now? How do they compare? So I think the first thing I actually brought, and I do remember the project, and I... You break the whole house done in like five minutes. Or, or, you know, hey, Jeremy. So, can, you Jeremy, wait. Yeah. You're, you're breaking up there for a second. Hold on. Are you back on Wi Fi? No, I never touched the Wi Fi. Never touched anything. Okay, I can still hear you. You got really blurry, but you chopped up there for a minute. So, so, say, so start with that one again. Sorry about that. All right. So. Uh, the first thing I actually purchased was a Wagner sprayer. Like, these are things you can buy from a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Yes. Uh, yes. Trash. <laughs> yeah. Great trash. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure probably a lot of us started out with those in the early days if we kind of went out on our own without having too much experience or, you know, some of those first side jobs. I'm pretty sure everyone has owned one of those Wagners, maybe even two or three of them. And um, I, I learned on YouTube, you know, Idaho Painter, man. That's been my guy. That's, that's like, who I actually learned from. So he was using a lot of great codes. And I didn't have a lot of money starting out, so I would buy, like, the little – I don't even know what they're called. It might be, like, a 250 or a 350 Graco, like, the, the real small ones, right, uh, that could probably, like, use, like, one-gallon sprayers. Uh, that's what I started off with. And now I got a Titan 640. Um, two trigger, and I'm actually looking to get a newer Graco. I honestly don't know the name off offhand, but it's an airless sprayer, digital, nice. So, and we're using right tips as well too. Beautiful, yeah. The 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 uh, FFLPs are, man, what a game changer those are, big time. Okay, you know we'll we'll do a couple more questions before we wrap up. If you have more time, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll shoot for two or three more. Let's uh, stick out there in Australia. We'll go to Mickey the Painter. What do you like most about our paint community on Instagram, and do you have any favorite painters? Um, what I like most is that throughout the world, uh, people are doing different things. Like you're in you're in uh, uh, Canada, so you're a skim coat and you're doing popcorn ceiling. Like 
over here, I might not want to do popcorn cinnamon. It's more new residential. Uh, you might have like California painters doing such such and such, Hawaii painters doing this. Um, I have a a long laundry list of uh, painters that like I'm actually cool with. Like number one, man, my guy Eddie Protall painter. Uh, that's one of the like painters that befriended me from the door. Uh, great guy, love what he's doing with him and his dad. I definitely want to mimic that with me and my sons. You know what I'm saying? So just to be able to do something like that would be a blessing. Um, Idaho Painter, for sure. You, my man, uh, Chris Painting. Uh, you're definitely a legend. Uh, just learning from, from everybody, man. So uh, there's, there's a lot of them, man. Like, I love, I love what is happening. And again, I came in thinking that, all right, well, that's corny, man. Why is everybody like just like posting just for painters, you know? But it's not. It's this is a community. This is a family. This is a hundred percent. You know, like we're brothers of the brush. Like so we're actually sticking up for one another. We're we'll we'll help out one another. I remember when I brought my first festival and you seen a picture, you reached out to me immediately, like, hey man, like you told me like, yo, like yo, you got the Rotex. Uh, yo, you, you might want to get this. Yo, this is an addiction. You're going to love this. Selling <laughs> them for this, like in Canada. I don't know if you can buy it in America, but like stuff like that, like undeserved kindness is uh, unspeakable. You know, so just to have that, like we all need resources. We all need networking um, to, to strive as business owners or just as employees or painters to be able to pull instantly on instagram is a blessing man right on well said all right we're gonna jump back to johnny the happy painter one of his original questions because i know you got all these bases covered what type of vehicle do you prefer and why man i'm rocking with the 2018 f-150 uh four-wheeler that's my personal truck i have an azuzu mpr box truck that has a crazy story behind it, but for the most part, that's my billboard. Uh, that's the truck that everyone sees in my neighborhood. And I recently just purchased a Chevy Express 1500, and I am looking to get that uh, wrapped. And I'm also right now secretly getting uh, my man Ron King to uh, fit it. He's a local uh, uh, carpenter in the area to like fit it like inside. Like, so shelving, mm -hmm. everything. Um, and I'm actually using uh, Epic Painting uh, Eddie's, uh, like, inside van as motivation. But we actually, I don't know if he has his insulated, but I'm actually insulating mine just to make sure. What, do you, what are you insulating? Are you spray foaming it or are you going just with a regular foam? Or? I don't know the name of the thin foam, but it's like a thin, like, foam. He, the, mm -hmm. the contractor purchased it for me and he already put it in and we're putting like plywood over that so we can actually be able to store some paint in there whenever we need to you know that we'll have to take it off like yeah, it gets cold i know it gets cold in canada but it gets cold oh yeah yeah, yeah. well we, we we get pretty similar temperatures i know like uh you probably have your days where you might be down at minus 30 or minus 25 and stuff like that no. Um, <laughs> no. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot you're American, okay? We go by Celsius here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but we do meet at a certain point in around the minus 40-something Fahrenheit and Celsius meet. Like 25 Fahrenheit. 
25 Fahrenheit is the coldest? Fahrenheit. That's like probably the lowest I've seen it at. Like so right, right now, now with the wind chill, I think we're probably, wait, wait, what does it say? We're minus two, which is uh, about 28, 29, 28 kind of thing. And mm -hmm. then with the wind chill, we're probably at the coldest you felt it. Yeah. Right now. And it's only December 1st. Crazy. So we'll, but we'll, we'll still have days where we're going to feel like probably 50 and 60 degrees throughout December. We'll go up and down and then we'll bottom out in probably January, February. And hopefully it's a quick winter because, man, I don't mind the snow. I hate the cold. I don't like the cold at all, man. I, 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 the snow doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, there's a limit. You know, I'm getting old. So when I have to shovel, it's uh, starting to be a little bit, a bit of a burden. You know, it's funny, man. <laughs> I used to uh, I used to go around and shovel driveway after driveway on my street because I think the house I'm in I'm like fifth generation. So on this very street, I used to shovel walkways and driveways and everything. And now it's like I'm looking for kids that want to do mine. There's nobody. Kids don't do that anymore. I, I used to hustle like that. A bunch of my yeah. friends out with shovels and and snow plows. I mean, uh, yeah. Cutting lawns in the summertime and stuff. Yeah. Where are these kids, man? They're all playing on their iPads and stuff yeah. now and Xboxes and stuff. And they want like $18 an hour or $25. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to lose you again. Okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's try to do a couple more questions. I know you just said how much you love ProTal, so let me throw one from ProTal. What are some of the challenges that you face when trying to make time for both family and work? I think one of the biggest challenges that I face is not working weekends. So I really try not to work the weekends um, because that would be time for my family, ministry time, uh, family time, um, and just time to have fun, you know? Like, business isn't necessarily everything. We try to have a, a simple lifestyle over here. Like, money isn't everything. Like, I honestly think that I'm going to be happy with my family. You know, like, those are the people that I'm looking out for. Like, number one. So, I'm going to make time for my family. Um, the client would be next, you know. And then I'll tell the clients from the gate, like, hey, we don't work the weekends. If we do, it's going to be, we might need, like, we, it it just be an option, you know. Mm -hmm. So I definitely try to make a balance. Um, before I got on this live with you, man, I was playing with my kids. I let my wife relax because uh, I, I asked her, like, hey. And that's the other thing, too. I make I do communication uh, with my partner, my wife, to make sure that, hey, are you good? This is what I need to do as a business owner. How can we progress as a family? Because that's the number one thing. And she keeps me in place as well. So that's how I balance. I got a good partner on my side, and I got a good support system. Right on. All right, let's jump out to England. We'll throw two more at you. We'll jump out to England. Uh, nice decor, my good old buddy Nathan. If you could have had any other job other than painting, what do you think you would have been and why? Well, my next venture, I want to be a real estate investor. <laughs> Uh, so that would be my next career or something I would love to do. Um, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, you know, like everybody when they're kids, like, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a firefighter, whatever. So 
I'm a painter, man. Uh, I love painting. I love uh, owning my, my company. I love creating my jobs. I love, I'm a job creator. I'm a motivator. I'm an encourager. So that's what I love doing. Right on. Well said. All right. One more question. We're going back to Australia. Mike's painting. What are some of your early day painting blunders from when you first started up? Early day blunders. Uh, probably using the wrong paint on the wrong job, on the right job. So, man, <clears throat> another backstory. My dad, uh, he just retired. He worked for Home Depot. And he would push bare, glidden, uh, all of that stuff at me. And I would use it, you know. This is way before I used to use Sherwin-Williams or uh, Ben Moore, uh, which I exclusively use Sherwin-Williams. And the products just wouldn't lay right. You know, like Bear had the tendency of just sagging or just not laying down properly, man. And it's hard to give a warranty. And we do give warranties to our clients. It's hard to give a warranty to a client when you're using an inferior product. You know, and it actually took one of my employees at the time to be like, yo, you're not using the right product. You know, just because it's at the box store, and I learned that early on, like, just because it's at the box store doesn't mean that's what you need to be using. And he's like, oh, my old boss used to use this at Sherwin Williams. And then I, when I moved to Cicleville, I actually had my home store. And I've been here for probably five years, and I've been using Sherwin Williams exclusively for five years. And the one thing I love about them, man, like even though it happened today in the past couple of days, like they will deliver paint to you in the middle of the day. So that's a, that's the one thing we try to cut out in terms of systems. Like we'll actually order our paint uh, like a day or two before, like, hey, I need to go exit to, to this address. It'll get delivered. Guys pick it up. It's there. We, we moving, you know. If I need a gallon or two, they'll send the truck out there and move it. And that's hard when uh, I'm on a project and somebody else is on a project and they're calling me like, yo, I need one more gallon just to finish off this job. I don't want to leave, you know, because I'm not going to get it done before three o'clock. Can you come over? I'm like, nah, let me call Sharon real quick and see if they can send it out. And they sent it out, man. And then on top of that, you get a Sharon Williams representative which is, like, great, man. Like, that's my best friend, my guy Dino. Man, this dude is amazing. Before I even brought my Festool, he was lending me his Festool probably four or five jobs. And I don't even think that was just, like, a sales play. I think he literally had love for me and believed in me to say, hey, Jeremy, to help you push your, long, your, jo your job along, I'm going to give you that something personally to me for you. And... That's crazy, man. And I, I really appreciate that. So Sherwin has my money, man. They get all my money. <laughs> right on. Well, that's great. I'm a, I've been a Sherwin guy for six years. I would say exclusively, but that would mean 100%. So I'm going to say 95%. Um, my money has went to Sherwin in the last uh, six years. All right. I am going to pull this up for one second here. Go ahead. I was going to try to hold off um, until next week so I can be a little bit more organized and have a better system on how to do this. But uh, I was asking for some questions from some of the viewers and we're giving away 
one of two. It's only two of these out there. This one and one that goes on my head that's behind me. It's a white brush off show hat. So I was going to wait until next week. I was going to bring an Alexa down here and just ask her to give me a random number between 1 and 30. Jerome. Jer Jerome. Jeremy. Dang. Please. Dang. please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I almost did that before we started the show, man. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I did it. Um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be my Alexa this evening, if you don't mind. So... Jeremy, between 1 and 30, give me a number. 24. 24 is, I just sent this guy a black hat the other day. John from Paint School is coming out to you. Second, second package in two weeks. <laughs> I don't even know if he's even got that first one yet. I only sent it uh, about a week and a half ago, and the mail system has been crazy slow um I had, I had a client one of the very few times i think this is like the third time in my career of being on my own that i actually had somebody mail me a check i didn't even know it was going to be in the mail i was you know going to send out the invoice pick up the check or most people are doing e-transfers i don't know you guys do e-transfers down there now but uh, you know, it's just like what's that i use quickbooks oh okay so you're doing like um can you pay through your bank or is that credit card payment? Credit card, debit card, bank transfer. Okay, so it seems maybe it's a little bit different. But uh, here, basically, you can just e-transfer money through your bank. So you give me your email, I just email you money, right? So most people make their payments like that. Um, there is Most people do have a limit of 3000 per day. So if you are doing e-transfers and you're the kind of guy that, you know, like a lot of times like us, a typical job for us lasts about a week. Most times I go in trusting the client. The client's trusting me in their house. A lot of times I don't take a deposit. Some guys kill me on that and they say, how can you not do that? It's like, I've never been screwed in all my years. So I ain't worried about it. But, um, you know, so the only downside to that is unless you're taking draws throughout the week, Friday comes, you're finished the job. You need to wait over the three-day period. If it's a $9,000 job, they're going to send you 3000 each day for three days, right? So that, that's how a lot of... Uh, our people are doing payments and stuff now. But I had someone randomly send me a check. That thing took three and a half weeks to get to me. And the place is like not even 30 minutes down the road. I had packages come in. Okay. Some of my friends, I, I had packages make it from Australia. From Australia, buddy, to my house before that check came from down the road. <laughs> and it was dated. It's not like they, they told me that they had sent it. It was dated. The check only... The check can be dated, but the post envelope has the actual stamp across it with the date. So I saw that they sent it when they sent it, and it was like three freaking weeks, man, to get a check, three and a half weeks. All right, Jeremy, I appreciate uh, you joining me this evening. For everyone else, next week we are on at 8 o'clock because my guest is an early riser, so 9 o'clock is a little bit past his bedtime. We're heading out to New York to speak to Ricky Ricardo. Paintworks uh, decorating out there in NYC. Uh, Jerome, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it again. This is reminding me of my second, <laughs> my second episode ever. You know, I, I told you uh, nice decor out there in England. His name is Nathan. To this day, on the very first, uh, second episode, I was calling him Nick Nice. And I still call him Nick Nice to this day. 
to this day, I still call him Nick Nice. It is late uh, for me. I was up early. I should be like Ricky Ricardo and have a bedtime at 9 o'clock. But unfortunately, I stay up to talk to you guys. And you know what? It's live. I can't take things back once it's said. So I apologize. Thank you so much for having me, man. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, I greatly appreciate what you're doing to the for the paint community. You're in your season three. Uh, keep going to season 25, bro. You're a legend. You're a great guy. You're, you're a father. Man, be just continue to add value, man. I, I really appreciate you. Thank you so I, much. I, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you again for joining me. Um, this episode, I'm going to try my best to have it up on podcast first thing in the morning. Um, I got a crazy December coming up, but I will get it up. If I don't get it up by the time you're on your way to work, you'll see it by the time you go to bed tomorrow. Thank so you. that's th this episode, or sorry, this season is going up on podcast. I'm pulling every odd one from season two um, up on a podcast as well. Anything in the earlier days, we used to only get an hour on live. And then I'd have to split the video up into 15 minutes to post it on IGTV before they went with an hour. So to go for any earlier episodes, it's, it's too much editing and trying to put things together. So anything that's an hour or longer, it's just easier. So you will see that up again. Thank you very much, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Peace, guys. We'll see you later on. All right, man. Take care, man. Talk to you.